The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. It is 7.06 here on The Morning Jam. Janet opened up this topic by covering the story about what happened at Mission Coffee just the other day. And, of course, we put out the bat signal to get Marco Galbraith on the line, and we have him. Good morning, Marco. Good morning. (laughs) So this happened on Wednesday at Mission House uh, Coffee in Cornerstone. And it, uh-huh. it was a it was a bit unusual, wasn't it? It's not your typical uh, robbery scenario. He didn't seem to have any weapon other than a fake bomb. Right. Yeah. Sounds like more mentally disturbed person uh, than any anything else. But we never know. Right. We never know. Could that have been a bomb? Is it? Is it just an empty package? Is it a hoax? Mm-hmm. Um. I was out of town, but I, I, from what I've heard, LPD did an amazing job coordinating with state police, LUPD, uh, but they did an amazing job getting people out of there, getting getting people safe. And, and it and seems a, like the employees did a good job. Um, yeah, they did. They did. Right. Kept their and, head but, together. Know, and, and, right. Looking at the video, though, you had people that just sat there completely clueless, glued to their phones, mm-hmm. glued to their computers. Yeah. And that's the dangerous part because, they, number one, they don't have situational awareness. Yep. Number two, they're in that normalcy bias that I go to this coffee house for the past year doing my classwork. Nothing's ever happened, right. so nothing bad ever will happen. That's that normalcy bias. And you look at those people, and they're just that's, that. Unfortunately, those are the victims that get injured or, or worse in an active shooter attack or a violent attack because they're not, it's not registering what's happening because um, they're that, I don't want to say that clueless. Well, they're, they're in that world of that. It's big surreal. Blanket. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like this, this isn't happening. What, what is, what right. is happening? Or is this a personal exchange between, is, does he have a beef with somebody right. that's working there? Right. I don't want to get involved right. with that. I don't want to right. embarrass them any more than they already are. I mean, you have all these scenarios sure. that run through your head. Then yeah. he starts getting in people's faces, though. Right. And that's when you get up and leave. Um, and if he was to attack you when you're leaving, then you do what you got to do to protect yourself. Right. But that's when, you know, even if he's having a, uh, you know, it's it's a, a loud argument. It looks like it could go violent at the counter with the guy behind the, the counter, the employee. That's when you simply gather your stuff and get out. Um, there's not one thing in that store that's worth a human life. Right. And what we need to do is realize, distance yourself. Let's say that they get into an argument and gunfire starts. There's ricochets, Mm -hmm. there's crossfire, there's misfire. So people tend to think that, well, you know, if he gets in an argument with the clerk or the person behind the counter, it's just going to be directed at that person. No, those bullets start flying. They're flying everywhere. Exactly. it's better just to leave. You know, there's street parties a lot of times where, at, where there's shootings, and then afterwards you hear people being interviewed on the news. Well, I saw them start to fight. I saw him start to go to his car, and he came back. Leave. Mm-hmm. Leave. Yeah. The best thing we can do is distance, our, distance ourselves from the problem. I, I had somebody on so I had a couple people on social media ask me, if I was in that coffee shop, could I have shot the guy? Well, mm. that, that's tricky. You've got to be able to convince a judge and jury mm-hmm. that, your your life was in danger, right. or somebody else's life was in danger. Serious bodily injury danger. You know, it goes into a lot. So, well, we the sad to thing too is, and, and you've said this before, Marco. If you discharge your weapon, you're going to jail, whether you were in you're, the right yeah, or not. You're in trouble. You're in you're, trouble. Yeah, you're you're going to the police station for for probably six or seven hours. Yeah, and then you're going to get sued. It, it's not just a, a walk in the park, but we have to remember as concealed carry holders. 
just because we can shoot somebody doesn't necessarily mean we should. Right. Nor Again, does it mean that you should even yourself. reveal that you have a gun. That's right. That's right. Very um, concealed and go unnoticed. Just get out of there, and in this case, call LPD. Yeah. Let the professionals handle yes. it uh, and, and approach it that way. And they're, when I said you know, jail, they had a really good, I mean, you're going, right. you're going, you're going to the police station no matter what. So at one point, they're, when they're describing this, uh, they had a, employees in the back. One called police. One called the the owner, or they hit the panic alarm. So right, and then a customer stood up and got in the guy's face because apparently this guy was getting in other people's faces and said, mm-hmm. screamed at him, "You need to get out of here." And then between mm-hmm. that and the alarm, he fled. Mm-hmm. Now, was that the right call by that customer? I mean, I know we're being uh, Monday morning quarterback here. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I want your opinion. I, you know, I think I think the right call is when he says, bomb, get far away from that building. Mm-hmm. We don't know how, now this guy was just uh, mentally, it sounds like he was disturbed, but we don't know in these, these days and times, we don't know if he had a remote detonator for that so-called bomb. Sure. The, I, would, I would recommend don't get involved. Um, there wasn't anything physically happening where you needed to get involved. I would recommend... Uh, just leave, leave mm. and, and call this because not less than 100 yards across the street a year and a half ago, we had a confrontation right. where there was a death because somebody got a little bit too involved in a personal confrontation. So it can go bad very, very quickly. And a lot of citizens aren't trained. If I come up to this guy and he's, and I start get in his face and tell him to get out and he does this, what am I allowed to do? Mm-hmm. Am I trained to fight this guy? We, this guy could have been a, an excellent, well-seasoned uh, MMA fighter, mm-hmm. the, you know, the bad guy. We don't know. You don't know who right. you're mm-hmm. confronting. We always have to remember there's always somebody bigger and badder than we are out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let, can, let me ask you this. Do mm-hmm. you do you think, um, because, you know, we have these preconceived notions. There was just an article in a Florida newspaper talking about the most dangerous neighborhoods in Lynchburg. In Lynchburg. Which, why yeah. a Florida paper would write about that, I don't know. They also said that Daniels Hill was near the airport. So, obviously, their information was not accurate on many levels. But right. there, there is, in Lynchburg and in, in Roanoke and in the south side, certain parts of the city that if a kerfluffle like this happens, mm-hmm. you're going to be on guard. If that, if that had been at a coffee house in downtown Lynchburg, I think the reaction may have been different. Mm-hmm than right. it, it was because they're like, they're like oh this is cornerstone and oh it's fan oh, right. it's fine right. we're not yeah. high well, end do, reaction, do you think that's true right. oh yeah because the reaction just across the street what a year and a half ago was completely different mm-hmm. yeah the reaction when we had the boy killed by the by the uh, mexican gang oh um, yeah yeah ms13 in, yeah. in force that was in a neighborhood where this doesn't happen cottontown road so, mm-hmm. yeah that's right uh uvalde uh, I think that was the big the big screw up with that police department. And that report's coming out, but yeah. you know it doesn't happen in in little Uvalde, not at our school. That's not going to happen. So when it does, the reaction is completely different, completely different. And we're because also... you have people that are prone to violence, and then you have people that are not prone to violence, and it never happens here. So yeah, you're right. If if this was in downtown Lynchburg, it, it would have probably it could have turned out differently yeah right uh the other thing i wanted to to ask you about while we have you is we're seeing um 
studies that are showing that many of your robberies and things like that, uh, a lot of these people are moving away from your your more heavily trafficked uh, cities because of the ring cameras and that type thing, and they're going right. to more rural areas. Are you seeing that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we just did a story about it. The porch pirates and things like that. They're going to more rural areas because people have this false sense of security. Right. Yeah, there is a false sense of security in the rural area. What the what the bad guys have to remember is in the rural areas, people tend not to put up with as much of this as they do in the city. Right. Um, That would be correct. Hence the song "Try That in a Small Town." Right. Right. Um, Neighbors in a rural area are very tight. There's not a lot of vehicle movement. So Mm -hmm. when the neighbor sees an unusual vehicle, usually phone calls are made and right. Second Amendment is utilized. So that's where the bad guys have to be be very careful about rural areas. Yeah. Is it, Because you know, you're not going to be met at the front porch with a smile and a howdy. No, they're yeah. not. And, yeah. they're, and, and, and even if we take the Second Amendment out of it, they're going to be met more than likely with dogs that right. are very, territor- sure. very territorial. Hey, let's address this, and I know it's not in our city. This is the big city scenario. But let's just talk about, for a moment, I believe he was a Marine. Uh, the gentleman that's still under fire in, in, in court in New York City because he stepped in on a situation in a subway, restrained a man who ended up dying, and he, he very well could have saved a lot of people's lives. Of course, I'm talking about the death of a former Michael Jackson impersonator is what they like to call him when he was just a whack job. Um, who yeah. had threatened. Who had threatened. Somebody's going to die today on this, yeah. on this subway. Right. And, right, right. And he intervened. Now, this gentleman that intervened and got up in the guy's face this is a different scenario, I realize. But still, if something would have happened there, this man, whoever he was, and I give him kudos for sticking up for the other customers. Right. You have to know when you step into that, you're literally stepping in it, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what the result is. You'll go is. from hero to zero just like really that. Really fast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And that's why I say, you know, with this mission coffee incident is – I'm not saying back down to the bad guy. Sometimes we need to we need to get in and, and we need to stand up for ourselves and tell them no, you move and mm-hmm. and, and be aggressive. But if you're going to do that, you had better be ready that if they do this and I'm not ready for it, right. you know, you got to be well trained. You got to think about you got to have a plan. You got to think about legal. Yep. Yeah, legal. You got to think about um, physical. Can I fight this guy? What if he pulls out a knife? What if he pulls out a gun? A machete? Mm-hmm. What if he has a remote detonator? So with this guy in the subway, uh, I think he did the right thing. He stepped in and saved a life from a guy that was making uh, credible threats mm-hmm. and acting on that. Sometimes we have to do that, and this Marine was well-trained. He handled it, uh, what I think was properly. I, didn't, well, I don't want to see anybody die, right. Right. but he did get in and, and stop the threat, and that's what we have to do sometimes is stop the threat. We just have to be – a lot of people carry concealed, and they think, wow, I, you know, I can do that, I can do that. No, you can't. You're probably not going to – you're probably not going to meet your expectations of what you think you are under pressure. And yeah. so that's where we really have to think about, do I need to get involved in this? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Well, well thank it, you so it, much, it, uh, Marco, for joining it, yeah. us as, as always. Uh, are you in town much these days? Do you have any classes happening locally, or, or is everybody else I taking you away? <laughs> yeah, I do have. I'm just running classes on the weekends because uh, I just got back from Baltimore. But I, I'm running classes on the weekends. I got a multi-state permit tomorrow, which is really important because the uh, 
Democrats are, are trying to screw around with our Virginia reciprocity mm-hmm. um, like they did years ago. So we got a multi-state class tomorrow. Other than that, i got a lot of travel uh, again. Tell us about your new location. You've recently moved. Yeah, I like it. I miss Timberlake location, but I'm over at the business center, the Lynchburg Business Business Center by Home Depot, Mill Ridge Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smaller office because I'm never there. I travel so much, but I've got um, two big conference rooms that I can use, and and I've got a training room where I went from my old place on Timberlake to getting 16 people in there. Now I can get 50 people in there. Your website um, is t the number four tactics dot com. I assume you, that's it. you people can contact you that way if they're interested yeah. in any classes coming up. And of course, you're on Facebook. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I'm on Facebook. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate I love you, your brother. Post on Facebook. <laughs> appreciate yeah, you, man, yeah. and thanks for always being there for us on on short notice like today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys letting me get the message out to the public of, of uh, how to stay safe, and and, uh, and you're appreciated. One, Absolutely. One last question: Any relation to the Galbraith uh, bride that we were talking about <laughs> getting uh, the different name spelling? Oh, and you know. <laughs> Originally, when when our crew came over from Scotland, it was spelled Galbraith. Oh, really? Uh, and then and then they changed it to Galbraith, G A L B R E A T H. But yeah, I saw that story last night. I thought, you know, she's got to be a distant relative because that's how it was spelled. Yeah. Uh, in the old days. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Marco, have a great weekend, brother. We'll see you later. You too. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All it's, right. See ya. It's seven twenty here on the morning jam. We'll come back with a Friday funny today. Uh, we're featuring Gary Delena is his name gary delena he's uh opening it up with some country music but he goes elsewhere and other places we'll come back out of the break with one of his funny bits Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.